Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts Chuck Bailey and Ian Stimson. Happy Easter, gentlemen. Happy Easter. Ian, I'm not a proper audiophile, but it felt like he dropped a semitone there. Oh, he dropped he a semitone in the end. A bit. It seemed a bit more low-key. It was. As an audio file, that's interesting because what he does, because uh, he always goes big on the intro um, and then the 40 quid mic that we got in from Amazon can't handle it. So what happens is it always takes the first like half a second and then goes, oh no shit, dips in volume <laughs> and then comes back. And I have to try and fix that every week in the mix. So if you ever hear a, uh, and welcome, that's because I haven't done my job properly. <laughs> it's not just me influencing ITV daytime TV when no, that happens. No, not it's this time. just no. generally in the podcast as well. Yes. But anyway, happy Easter. Happy chocolate day. chocolate day where we eat chocolate because Jesus came back and we didn't want him to go straight back into a diabetic coma. So we removed the temptation by eating all the chocolate. And that's and the that's Easter story. The history of Easter, kids. So what are the Easter traditions over there? Because I'm assuming they're different from here, right? So Chuck just outlined them. Is it just, is just chocolate? Uh, yeah, there'll be some eggs. Kids might do like like there is the Easter bunny, I guess, and you oh, do there like is the Easter bunny over searches there. Okay. for eggs. Yeah, um, or people just buy gifts. It's a bit weird. My mum called me yesterday to say, "Oh, I've bought Isabel a, a scooter for Easter." Take it, but okay, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah good. fair enough. Sure. Uh, I guess you'd maybe have maybe have family round and do like a. A lamb dinner, I not think, would probably minute. be traditional. Not at the minute. I cannot stress it enough. Absolutely. Do not get the family round at the minute. <laughs> Especially yeah, not, not yeah. recommended. No. Perfect opportunity to ostracise your relatives that you don't really want to talk to. <laughs> I've been loving this period. It's just been <laughs> lovely. <laughs> uh, social distancing for the win. Silver lining's got to come from somewhere. Speaking of weird families, um, name our stepdad. <laughs> Do you mean stepson? No. Stepbrother? Stepbrother? Yeah, maybe. Stepmother? Is it? Well, don't, I mean, yeah, stepbrother, he might start hitting on him, so. Just when you, you know. thought the whole <laughs> incest story, potential incest story, couldn't get any weirder, he now has a father who's younger than him. 22, right? The father's the stepfather. What a lovely story. I mean, it's what Easter was about. Uh, Smashing mummy. It's absolutely 100% canon on this podcast, if not real life, that he is very, very incestuous. So he might as well be a Game of Thrones character, Neymar. Neymar, 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 Yeah, it fits. It fits. That's what they were actually saying in the, in the theme song. Right, there's your football. <laughs> very good, very with. good. Tick. Yep. All right. So then if we're not going to talk about football as the main part of today, because there's not much to talk about, let's um, move on to the next part, which today is going to be what, Chuck? Do you want to tell the people what we have? Everything all about me. Um, <laughs> Chuck Bailey, this is your life. Yeah. It's what we've been leading up to. It is our off-menu tribute, again, the third and final one, unless we do some guests, I don't know. But uh, the third and final off-menu tribute where Chuck gets to pick his dream meal, which I think we're all expecting big things from. Well, there's been the thing is that there's been consistent themes throughout both of yours. Like yeah. Oscar's was just a serenade of carbs and cheese. <laughs> yeah. Much like my life. <laughs> Much like your life. Ian's tracked into what he would actually put together as a meal. Yeah. And mine is just... Fucking shampoo. Oh, oh, <laughs> it is all over the place. And it is all just, right. there is no real connection between any of them. That's fine. There's no rules. There's no rules. Mine sort of accidentally fell into that. 
just most British of meals. But, yeah. Yeah. Is it accidental? Or is it exactly what a listener would have expected it to come out Some to? stereotypes happen for a reason. No, I wrote down some foreign muck. I just didn't include it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, update. Speaking of foreign muck, no, not foreign muck at all, but food Careful. related. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you guys remember when I said that Emily got me like one of the world's hottest hot sauces for Christmas? Yeah. From that show, the Hot Ones show, with the, the interviews? Yeah. I finally tried it yesterday. How was it? It was horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. Really? What did you, did you try it on something? What did you, what was the vehicle? Um, so we got takeout last night, which we hadn't really been doing, but it was one month anniversary since the last time I was out and about. So I was like, we get, you know what? Fuck it. We're getting takeout. So we got wings because, you know, that's one of the things that you can't like really make at home. I was like, if we're going to get takeout, let's get something that's like different outside food, you know? Yeah. So we got wings and I got teriyaki wings and then I was just eating my teriyaki wings and I was like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if this had a little bit of kick to it. And I went to get the regular buffalo sauce out of our cabinet and then staring ne- staring at me right next to it was the <laughs> the hot ones. I was like, um... I've been afraid of this because it's going to give me like horrible diarrhea for many, many days, <laughs> yeah. probably, if I do this. And at, least, and at least in the moment, you can accurately predict your prox- proximity to the nearest toilet at all times. <laughs> at 100%. all times, exactly. <laughs> Correct. No, uh, no stirrings yet today, so okay. going well, fingers crossed, <laughs> so far. But it was really, really bad. I'm a baby about spice. Like a huge, huge baby about spicy food. After you mentioned it to me, I watched a couple of those. Like, I haven't watched many. But does it, on the show, it seems to be like they're going along, they're going along, and they recognize it's hot, and then all of a sudden, it just hits them again. Was it like that? (laughs) Yes. So the first wing, I was like, oh, this is... I'll send you guys the video in the group chat later, because Emily took video of it. Oh, brilliant. Um, (laughs) And it's it's pretty, pretty funny. Patreon special right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Can you upload videos to the Patreon? We'll make it happen. so i i eat the first one and i was like you know you can see i'm like oh this is hot this i said like this is she's like is it hot are you okay i was like no it's really spicy this she's like you're not over how many layers did you have to take off (laughs) (laughs) um and you see me get a little sweaty and i'm like no this is the hottest thing i've ever eaten it's definitely very spicy and but i'm like kind of going along i'm fine i'm fine yeah and then i get to the second wing and that shit hit like a fucking freight Second train. Second wing. Wow. Good lord. I was so scared to swallow. I'm not even kidding. And Emily did make a that's what she said joke. In the, you know, don't good, worry about it. Good. Well done. But I had it in my mouth and I just started making like baby child sounds of like, eh, 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 and my hands were shaking. And I was like, I don't want to swallow it, but I have to. Like, it's in my mouth. I'm not going to spit it out on our table. Like, what do I... <laughs> So then I just swallow it and I, but I started laughing at myself because of the crazy baby sounds I was making. And I ended up spitting out like a bunch of chunks of wings went flying out when I started laughing. It was a whole mess. It was, and then I ate the third one also and, and I wish I hadn't. (laughs) Wow. So if, if Oscar disappears for five minutes off this pod, we all know what's happened. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's get to it then. Let's start us off with the first thing, the most important thing. Will you be drinking still or sparkling water? Um, I'm going to go for sparkling water. Ooh, oh, fancy, Dan. Fancy. <laughs> so I think it is just, uh, it, it definitely comes with age because sparkling water as a child is garbage. Because you're expecting sugar. Yeah, it just tastes like fire. 
It's it's horrible. <laughs> um, like electricity in your mouth. But I, for me, it's almost like a palate cleanser for the day. Like it's, I'm coming into a meal now, so I'd like to just... The properties of soda, you know, that thing of like that old wives' tale is you can put soda, soda water down and, and it will soak up and get rid of the dirt. That's kind of how I treat it in my face. That it's like, <laughs> right, get rid of the scum of the day mm. and prepare my mouth, tantalize my mouth, wake up my taste buds for this extravaganza that I'm going to go for. And that specifically happens with the bubbles that you can't just get the same. It feels like it. It's like, yeah. it, no, it doesn't, it doesn't work the same because I think. Tap water and bottled water, there's very little difference. Let's mm-hmm. face well, it. Well, how dare you, sir? <laughs> Maybe in England. Just because in my country here. we can drink the tap water, okay? <laughs> I want to make this very clear. I don't want to isolate anyone. If you can't, just go to your tap, turn it on, away you go. But tap water in England is, is great. So I don't need to spend a load of money. I mean, I'd just like to caveat that slightly. I live in the east of England. The tap water here is fucking horrible. It's probably got <laughs> it's probably got way more calcium and minerals in it than your average bottle of mineral water anyway, but it's all the shit you don't want. It's just, it's not pleasant. Okay, so there is a real class divide. Yeah, definitely. I remember the first time I went to Manchester and drank the tap water and I was like, what is this? Nectar of the gods. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, tap water in the east of England is not good. Yeah, and depending on where you go here, some of the water smells like a chlorine pool. <laughs> oh, really? like, like it smells like a swimming pool. You're like, um Yeah, but some bottle bottles are like that. Like okay. there's some where the very top does taste a bit chemically. I don't know whether it's through the bottling process or they put something in there. <laughs> yeah. But like if you if you open a bottle of water and sniff like very close to the top. That's just plastic, isn't it? Yeah, naturally if that's what I do when <laughs> I open my bottles of water, just give them a sniff. Mm, this is a good vintage. <laughs> Mmm, it's a good day for some water. <laughs> part of this, part of the ceremony, you know, all of that. Of course, is that part of it? Do you think just having something different that you don't have at home—that's that's the—it's the ceremony of it more than the thing I itself. Think, I think that is a potential because yeah. I think part of like going to a restaurant, it it should be something special. When you go out, it should just be you go out with the person you're with to have some food, something that you don't necessarily have normally. And it can be anywhere. It doesn't matter whether it's a, a high-end place or a low-end place. Italia. Or Bella Italia. Or Bella Italia, or it's just a buffet. <laughs> but you want to indulge. You want to feel special and make it special. So that's why sparkling water. I would switch to still water potentially if, I mean, this is going on a slight tangent here, if it could be uh, the water that the Looney Tunes drink in Space Jam, which makes them feel like they're really good at basketball, <laughs> I'd go for that. Uh-huh. Look, this is your off menu. You can <laughs> yeah. have it if you want. You heard Richard Herrings the other week when he was he was travelling in time to get things he wanted. <laughs> yeah, which we'll get to that because it's really, really annoyed me. Of many <laughs> listening to that fucking podcast that we've ripped off. Um, fair. So, but either that or maybe. Um, the water from an Alaskan glacier that uh, the water boy has in uh, the film The Water Boy <laughs> that brings him back to life. I just really like to taste it because there's high quality each to all. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, um, after. But I mean, we've it's, had... it's sparkling. 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 <laughs> Any flavors in there or just like plain? We have a, a drop of citrus, whatever, whatever you fancy, whatever comes to hand. Okay. A menagerie. Lemon, lime, maybe a bit of orange, who knows? All right, well, after a little bit of an amuse-bouche to get the appetite going with some sparkling water here, what are we doing next? Are you going to go for... <clears throat> Papa Double Bread! <laughs> Papa Double Bread! 
Is that your attempt at a shout, Oscar? <laughs> well, I have neighbors. I don't live in a house. I have neighbors. I'm in an apartment, so I don't want to like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Is that, did I do that right here? All right, I'll give you another one. I'll give you another. They're going to be complaining. No, I like the idea that they're complaining to the apartment, like buildings manager or whatever. There was an aggressive Indian waiter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also didn't want to blow out the mic for Ian. He has yeah, to mix this for you, but fine. Papa Damo bread. Right. Well, that's just going to be square wave nonsense. <laughs> that's going to be awful. Fantastic. That's what it's about. Um. Again, I'm going in a different direction. So I like the fact that in many world cuisines, you can have crisps before you start, basically. <laughs> so like, if you go for an Indian, you can have poppadoms. Mm. If you go Chinese, you can get prawn crackers yeah. or Thai or whatever. Right. If you go to a Mexican Spanish place, you can get tortilla chips or nachos. Huh. But in England, they don't bring out a bag of walkers. <laughs> And that, that always frustrated me. Um, even, even as a child, I said this to my mother, and well, she said, shut up and eat your dinner. If I if um, I whip you up some store-covered tuna, mate, the top layer <laughs> is like your little starter. Yum, 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 yum. Little crumbled up crisp. <laughs> and then you can get into the tuna hideousness. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, it's that sent po- me for a loop. Just give me a minute. Sorry, mate. <laughs> it's a good point, though. I've never thought about this as a, as a meal sort of dynamic that... Other other cuisines seem to have this, and we don't. That's a fair point. So many. Yeah. What happened? Why? But anyway, in that alternative, I, I want nachos. I want nachos. I want nachos with cheese. I want jalapenos. I want onions. I want peppers. I want all of that. That's what I want. No. Why? <laughs> yeah, that feels like cheating. I mean, I had macaroni and cheese as my side, but that still feels a little <laughs> it's not the, bit it's like not the option. It's we'll give you bread, the mate. plain nachos. We'll allow the plain nachos, I think. Well, I don't just want Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, like uh, need... like a with a hint of lime or something. This is like the shittest restaurant I've ever been to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can allow it though. Yeah, that that feels you know. I love how when he was like the one hosting, both of us just got away with whatever we wanted, and then <laughs> yeah, we'd be much more like, no, no way, shut it down. Mm-mm. Yeah, I didn't think it would go this way around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I accept what you're saying about that, but like, if you had to choose between Papa Dom's or bread, there must be a choice, surely. Um, I think... Even if you're making that decision now. So something something that will become apparent. So the reason I do want nachos is because <laughs> my my favourite way of eating is to have lots of different things at the same time. Oh, okay. okay. So like going out to a tapas place or just when you're drinking, having loads of like little mm-hmm. little dishes of, of whatever, be it like a calamari or like some pork shawl. Not colourful though, eh? Not colourful, no. <laughs> <laughs> or, yes, colourful, I don't know. <laughs> some lamb neck. <laughs> a bit of lamb neck, yeah. It's that I like lots of different things and lots of different flavours. And mostly, the food I'm eating is just a vehicle for a different sauce. Mm. Yes! So I guess in that respect, I would go for poppadoms, because then you could just have everything. You get the chutney, you get that inexplicable onion salad, you get mint raita, you get lime pickle, which tastes like it could clean a toilet, but you eat it anyway. Oscar, write down nachos with lime pickle. <laughs> <laughs> Nachos. <laughs> I guess if I'm backed into a corner here. Lime. Or can pickle. I go hybrid and go for a naan bread? <laughs> well, yeah, you, but. Uh, ah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a bread. Yeah, so definitely you could go for that. Okay. So, and and a peshwari naan, please. I'd like a peshwari naan. You like a peshwari naan? Peshwari naan is like a naan bread with like minced coconut and sultanas inside. Ooh. So a little bit, little bit of sweetness in there. 
I've written down nachos with lime pickle, so we'll give you a, a something like nachos. Yeah. Uh, and now, I think it sounds like this might be the favorite part of your meal, given all the stuff you were talking about. Yeah. What are you going for with your starter? So definitely the same as you guys. Starters, starters are the best. Yep. Starters is is always like when you're with a group of people and someone goes, "Oh, are we having starters?" Like it's assumed. Yeah, yeah. Why are we out otherwise? Yeah. What what I want is before I eat what I'm going to eat, I would like different food to prepare me for the more food I'm going to eat. <laughs> uh huh. Was it a stomach stretcher? Yeah. Ultimately, starters make absolutely no sense, <laughs> but we all eat them anyway. Yeah, it's like South Park when Cartman uh, says it's something we eat before we eat to make us more hungry. Yeah, yeah, or like that joke about mozzarella sticks. Like, do you would you like to eat a uh, six cheese sticks? And you're like, no. You're like, what if we covered them in them. bread and deep fried them? And like, and gave it to you not as a meal but as just a starter. You're like, yes, okay, yes. I'm in, I'm in, yeah. And it, it is funny you mentioned those because it was very, very close because mozzarella sticks were up there for me yeah. as like a, an, uh, a mention to get there. But it has to be the king of all the starters. The diversity is immense. And I genuinely believe that every restaurant or food establishment in the world should have to serve this. And it is, of course, the chicken wing. Yes. Yeah, there is, and it shocked me that neither of you mentioned chicken wings. I mean, your your son did a fantastic yeah. job <laughs> taking it in a different direction, mentioning it's a main twenty four wings because that's how we eat them. That's how we eat them. Are you having twenty four wings as your starter? <laughs> yeah, good point. Quantity. Yeah. Um, can you just keep bringing them? Can we just keep... Is there a time limit? Uh, no, if no. I'm at this restaurant, is there, is there no time limit? Fantastic. So It's like uh, the restaurant at the end of the world. Time moves differently. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Wait, do you get full there? Or... I don't know. I haven't read that book in like 15 years. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you just mentioned time travel and it hurts me. At the... <laughs> it struggles with weekdays. Yeah. <laughs> Especially at the minute. Yeah, I, oh only, God, yeah. I only know it's Sunday because we're recording. <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> because I text the group. We recorded in half an hour. Oh, it's Sunday. Fuck. Yes, yes, we are. Um, what I would like, I would like wings fried, obviously. Mm-hmm. Sure. Doesn't matter how. But I don't want them tossed in sauce. Okay. Because sometimes I feel it, it compromises the crispiness. So I would like a conveyor belt of wings with every hot sauce imaginable just around me and I can just I can just pick and dip. Oh wow. And just eat okay. and just layer and get different, you know, maybe go for a teriyaki wing mm. or maybe just go for classic buffalo or go for an extreme sauce or deep fry them, batter them, who cares? It's just the world of the wing is a versatile and beautiful but I really want wings. <laughs> right now. Are they common over there? Cuz like there's there's so many places that have wings. It's, I think it's an American food. Less First. common, I think. Less common. I mean, it, I mean, everyone would know what you mean, but it's not as common. I mean, I don't, I don't know. For instance, if I was getting takeout, I don't know where I'd go to get wings. <laughs> okay, like, yeah, to get great wings, there's not like a, not necessarily chain, but like an yeah. identifiable place to get wings. Like there'll be there are places in London, obviously, because there's tons of great food places where you yeah. can just get amazing wings. I like that. I like the idea though of a, a range of view. Uh, moulding this dish to your own needs. Because I've often thought there is a lot of wasted sauce when you've got 
tossed wings and stuff. There's just like with the just stuff you discard. There's just wasted, wasted deliciousness yeah. going on. I want it. I want it just there. I want everything. I don't even mind different kinds of wings. Yeah. Like, I don't like. I don't know about you, but I I feel that when the wings are still joined, first joint and second joint, yeah, it is ridiculously inferior. So much worse. I want the I want the the first joint and second joint separate. Separately. Yep. Agreed. Because you just get you get more crispiness, more crispiness. To, yeah, to, it's to, fine. Surface area, of course, the surface area. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. So you know, right? So you got a chicken wing. It's a whole wing. There's two, so when you get wings here, you either get the like tiny little drumsticks or you get the one with the two bones. But yeah. there's no like big like double wings. So most of the time, they'll still be joined. Oh, that's not over here. No, exactly. Which is why <laughs> it's better. They're better. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so I don't like them, especially because in a lot of places they'll be like, maybe co- they they seem like they're cooked in an oven. God forbid I went to one pub once and it tasted like they were microwaved. That's probably the only oh. time. It's probably the only time I haven't enjoyed wings. I still ate about a kilo. <laughs> <laughs> so where are these wings coming from? Are there like specific? Is there like a, a wings only restaurant over there? Because we have a few different chains that are like just wings. Annoyingly, there's not. Um, my most of my formation of food is like because I, I used to work for TGI Fridays yeah. when I was like eighteen, so we used to eat a lot of wings, and not just from there, from Nando's as well, because there was a Nando's across the street. But obviously, that's more grilled chicken. But we used to get that at Fridays. We used to have the wings without the sauce, add the sauce afterwards, and it's so much more of a taste explosion. Never used to like blue cheese. Really? Mm. Never never did, yeah. That came that that's only come in like the last couple of years. Yeah. So I used to have like ranch or like a Caesar dressing or Thousand Island is quite good. Oh lovely. Ugh. To have with that. No? That, 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 don't like that, Oscar? No, I mean it, so you guys do wings very differently, it sounds like. But we don't we don't do wings. This is the thing. We don't really do wings. Okay. My idea of what wings would be, right, as not is in my idea, but what you'd see on a menu mm-hmm. is wings. Tossed in a buffalo hot sauce, a vinegary hot sauce, most commonly Frank's, because as an entry point, Frank's is the best. Yep, yep. And you put that shit on everything. Serve with a blue cheese dressing and celery sticks. As I said earlier, I see food as a vehicle for sauce. Hence why anytime I go to a supermarket and I am going to make something like wings, because I have made my own on occasion, yeah. is that I buy about eight different hot sauces and then just, just dip in. You go in different. I'm imagining you on like a spinny office chair surrounded by sauce, uh, different sauces, and then you can just sort of grab what you want as you... I mean, so am I now. Yeah. <laughs> that, seems like, that seems like a much better system than the conveyor belt system. Yeah, I was picturing an I Love Lucy situation where there's just more and more things coming out and you're overwhelmed. Oh, that's a reference I'm not aware of. Oh, do you guys not have I Love Lucy? Or I guess that's fair. Well, no, it, it's also that I don't think there's such a thing as being overwhelmed by chicken wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's like a yeah. two-way thing right there. Gotcha. Okay. So, but there's no like specific pub that you want to shout out as like, this is where I get my wings. These are the best wings I would have. He's, every every meal, it's going to be, I do the best ones. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, I make good wings. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I, I don't make the best ones because I think you, you need a deep fat fryer. Okay. Yeah, you, you have to have a proper deep fat fryer because it needs to pop. It needs to like pop and that delicious flavor explode into your face. This will surprise no one, but I have a deep fryer. 
Colour me you can shocked. Get them. <laughs> I mean, literally, there's no reaction. So you can get one, Chuck, if you want to make your own deep fried wings at home. You can just buy it online. <laughs> Problem is, is that I'd use it a lot. Oh, it's so and dangerous. Then the smell. Yeah, and does not the... everything in the kitchen just have a film of grease over it for oh, forever? Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I think I think if I owned my own house and I could have like, I don't like this, but a man cave, just basically an outside area that my girlfriend doesn't mind if I fuck up. But yeah, yeah, I guess. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, okay, so I get it. I'd have a deep fat fryer in there. <laughs> okay, all right. Even cauliflower wings, I quite like those. Oh, yeah. fuck off. No, they Get can be good. Here. They can be good. No. No, they're quite good. It's not, it's, uh, of course it's not the same. No. no. But it's a different thing. Nope. If you don't, yeah, but hang on, Oscar. Nope. If you don't go, no. these... <laughs> hang on, one sec, one sec. Do you know what a cauliflower is? It's the not broccoli one, right? It's like white, it's like albino broccoli. <laughs> the not broccoli one. It's a good way Jesus. of describing it, Chuck. It's albino <laughs> broccoli. <laughs> you can put your head in your hands all you like. It's not broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> it's not no, broccoli. No. I mean, it's not... <laughs> It's it's not, but also a bulldozer isn't broccoli. So, well, you cover it in buffalo sauce. I'll have a go. But- All right. Well, let's move on to the Bring main. Bring that JCB in my face, Chuck. Main the the fucking heart of this meal. What are we? Oh going? my god! It. So I think one of the reasons I'm doing this last is because it has taken me since Oscar did his meal. <laughs> Which was probably about 40 episodes ago now. Yeah, it was a long, old time ago. <laughs> a long yeah. time ago. It, it's a hefty time ago. If we need to take a break, we'll re-release Oscars. It was a long while ago. <laughs> yeah. It's a, I, could, I just couldn't think of what I'd like. And to just sit and have... And, and a front runner for a very long time was a Christmas dinner. Yeah. It's, because it's, like, it's yeah. like a roast dinner, which is amazing. And... Whether you say someone's roast dinner is wrong or right or whatever, just the combination of things you can have with it is is innumerable. Then you upgrade that to Christmas dinner and all of a sudden it just goes even further and explodes. It's everything as well. The occasion, I totally understand, yeah, 100%. Family, it doesn't matter if the food's poor quality, like everything about that moment is just incredible. Then on the flip side, I thought about going for a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> Because I really like kebabs. Yeah, bloody lovely, isn't they? <laughs> and in fact, I would like Oscar. I I was watching, like I mentioned before, I've been watching a lot of cooking shows <laughs> yeah. over the last week. And one of them that is not a cooking show is called Eddie Eats America. Oh, and it's, oh it's, my God. <laughs> it's awful. It's so bad. Yeah. It's really bad. Because he he won like world's strongest man, so he's this huge dude who <laughs> fails. He he keeps doing eating guy. challenges. It's like man versus food, yeah. except yeah. he doesn't know about food, and he keeps doing like eating challenges <laughs> that weigh seven pounds. This seems to be a consistent. He fails every one. <laughs> then next week, a seven pound eating challenge. Oh, he failed that one. Next week, a seven pound. And then, funnily enough, when it drops to something else, he wins. Yeah. And it's just, it's just very strange. Um, That's so funny he, you mentioned that because a strong man, uh, world's strongest man, is part of mine and Finley's Christmas tradition. <laughs> we watch that every year. It's hosted by James Richardson and commentated on by yeah. Danny Wallace, and he pitches it perfectly with exactly the right amount of like, um, I don't know. What's the word? Exactly the right amount of piss taking of the whole yeah. event, and but just on the right side of not getting his ass kicked in case you have a meeting. Yeah, this is true. And, uh, is it still on Channel Four? It's Channel Five. 
Oh, downgraded. But I always yeah. used to watch that because it used to be on on Sundays. I'm sure. Right. Okay. When I was younger, and I used to watch it. Yeah. And it's it was... now a Christmas. It's now a Christmas thing. Even no matter if it's filmed in the summer or whatever, it's now a, it's on over in that dead period between Christmas and New Year. And uh, Eddie Hall is something of a hero. The man deadlifts like re- more than he can eat. Apparently, he's got the world record. Yeah. He's got yeah. the world record for deadlifting. Like, <laughs> like me and Finn, ab- absolutely love that shit. It's so good. But yeah, that for that series is terrible. <laughs> it's awful. But Oscar. He goes to a place which is in Queens, which uh-huh. is that's where you're from, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh called uh Gyro World or Gyro World, as people might say, which is a kebab place. And they do a seven pound sharer, which is four pita breads with oh. three different uh rotisserie meats on it, <laughs> two different types of meat skewers, two uh. different kinds of pitters, and then just loads of other stuff. So I thought when this is all over, we'll go there and, and we'll see how we get on. Yeah, I, I just looked up the address. I've been to this place. <laughs> it's really good. Awesome. It's really just good. wanted to go for this one. Yeah, um, for any listeners that want to try it out, it's on 30th Avenue in Astoria, Queens, so like where all the hipsters are now. But I'm going to go at uh, the middle ground for... Probably, I mean, I've gone for the king of starters. I'm going for the king of meals. It's a full English breakfast. Oh, shit. I don't care what you say. Breakfast. It's it's, a meal. It's a meal that transcends everything. (laughs) It is just the most beautiful mix of bastard in... And when you have that for dinner, you feel like you're cheating at life and and winning and not getting caught. And it's just, there's just something about it that, oh. Delightful. Delightful. And the hot sauce from the wings will go really good with the eggs. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You could get you, if you want have a bit left over, but that's the that's the beauty of versatility that because there's so many components, you can just add anything or you can substitute anything. Yeah, so talk us through what specifically is in your perfect full English breakfast for dinner. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So I would like, I'll go for two sausages, if not maybe a third afterwards. Ooh. Right? Now, these can be Cumberlands, these can be uh, a port, like a sage one with Bramley apple. Uh, I have had some lovely ones which contain black pudding. Oh, nice, Okay. It's an interesting one, the sausage, a breakfast sausage. You have to be careful, I think, with your herb and spice sort of quantity. Yeah? Yeah, I think I don't think you want anything too too I see herby. What you, mean. To, you know, it's a breakfast sausage. I mean, you're having it for dinner, so you could maybe branch out a little bit. Yeah, but, go, uh, get, go for like a bratwurst. Well, that was that was my next point, that, that you could go for, even for a German sausage. Be all inclusive. I'm not a Brexit kind of guy. <laughs> a holiday buffet. Yeah. <laughs> Ian is out. He's like, no, traditional English foods only, please. He wants he wants his meat content below twenty percent. <laughs> no, you know that's not true. I I will argue against the poor quality sausage. I want that more is the rusk. hill I'll die on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. That the amount of I'm noticing that in this in supermarkets now is a lot of the sausages have gluten free on them. And so you're like they're trying to fight against this. We're not. Yeah. It's not just full of sawdust and shit from the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the sausage quality is getting a lot better. Although I, I will occasionally do some nasty and go for a Richmond. I don't know. They're just promising oh. gluten free though. They're not promising sawdust free. So <laughs> well, you know, you're, you know, you're making assumptions there. That's dangerous. It's a step. It's a step. And to be <laughs> honest, with the grease content, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's true. Which is weird because I bloody love a rusk. 
Like, well, one of the things of having, like, specifically a rusk, one of the things when we were having a kid, I was like, oh, I can't wait to bang out the rusks. The amount of packets I bought when, when, ah. Oh. Delicious. But when crumbled up in a sausage, just not interesting. <laughs> It's not apricot flavour still though. It's I have no fucking clue what you guys are talking about. This is very amusing. Because uh, I'm like, is it a pudding? Is it baby food? I don't, is it a sausage? I don't know what the hell this is. It, it's a big plain biscuit that's yeah. meant for babies because it dissolves very quickly when it gets wet. Okay. So little ones can have it and it's something to kind of bite down on. When they're teething and yeah. Okay. And biscuits are basically cookies, right? Just just for American listeners. Yeah. But very mild tasting. But uh, yeah, when you when you first have a kid, it's one of the, like baby food chocolate pudding. Like it's one of the, it's one of the reasons to have a kid. You know, you can buy baby food without having a baby, right? They don't like, they're not like, what? sir, sir. Can you go get your baby, please, and bring them back? Otherwise, we will not sell this to you. I'm nine years in, Oscar. Can't tell me this now. I went through a phase of eating baby food. We used to buy the desserts, even when we went to Reading Festival. When we went to Reading Festival in, like, I don't know, like 2006 or so, we bought, because we were like, well, we've not got a lot of money for food and we need to get... That can't have been the most cost-effective way to get nutrients. Yeah, we were, we were nutrients. 15. We were 15, so we bought, like, baby food, um, like, desserts. Specifically desserts. And you ended up a chef. <laughs> what you know happened? What I did on, my, on my first Reading Festival, uh, I would walk into Reading Town Centre, get, like, three or four sort of double cheeseburgers from McDonald's, keep oh, them in my hoodie, yeah. and then I could get them in... And then I'd just eat those during the day and then go back to like the McDonald's the next day and like shit myself inside out and get some more cheeseburgers. It was lovely, lovely mm. time. Back then they did cost 50p though, so you could easily do that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Funnily enough though, the, ba- the baby chocolate pudding didn't cross my mind. Should have done. I should have done. The chocolate pudding was really good. There was one that was called uh, Banana Cream Fool. <laughs> Which you pronounce like that. Banana cream, comma, fool. Every time, Mr. T. Banana cream, fool. <laughs> Just walking around the Sainsbury's in Reading. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, I hated those days. Um, so, yeah, so sausages. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Nearly spat all over the mic there. Go on, Nearly sausages. Got that. Yep. Um, yeah, of, 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 uh, three different sausages surprised me. I don't oh. mind. Go for it. A trio nice. of a trio of surprise sausages. Wow, that's a that's a classic Chuck Saturday night. Just three sausages. I don't care who. <laughs> just surprise yeah. me. This is this is true. Uh, bacon, back bacon, not streaky. Not streaky. No, that's not that's not full English. I, I'm not averse to streaky bacon. I think streaky bacon in a burger, perfect. Is that American bacon? Is the streaky one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rashers, okay. like well, not rashers, no. The, the liney one. The one that in cartoons is just red and white lines. Yeah, that's American bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so not that. That that should never be on a full English breakfast. Correct. Thank you. Okay. okay. Um, so proper back bacon. Three rashers. Three. Three. Okay. Yeah. So, so far I've gone for two, maybe three sausages and three rashers of bacon. Yep. Right. Eggs. I want one fried. I want it crispy on the bottom. Yeah. I want some scrambled eggs. Just a little bit. Uh, I'd like a mini omelette. <laughs> okay. Basically, I want eggs every way you can Hang have on. them. You want a trio of everything. Um, you want three bacon, a trio of sausages, a trio of eggs. Maybe a poached egg. I had a poached egg. Oh. Bearing in mind, I've worked in a food industry for a long time and made a lot of poached eggs. I only had a poached egg for like two weeks ago. 
For the first time? For the first time. Huh. They're bloody great. I love a poached egg. Yeah, yeah. delicious. They're fantastic. Oscar, you know what a poached egg is? Just, just I'm checking. literally Googling it right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure it's the really, really wet one, right? It like you, well, you like stab it, and then like all the wet, wet comes out. All the wet, all, the, all the wet, all the wet. The whole thing's liquid. I don't, I don't like runny eggs, so that is why I like I've avoided this. That's fair. I, I, I all through my life I've been very funny about eggs, and like would only really like them if I cooked them for myself. So like when I was younger, I went through a phase of like making a lot of omelets. So I make. Mm. I don't mind saying this. I probably do make one of the best omelets any of you will ever eat. That is just a fact. I don't mind saying it. That's, okay. that's the one thing. Like you said before, Oscar, about me making anything, and I'll say mine is the best omelets. That was Ian. That was Ian. But okay. It was me. Whatever. I'll just presume you're all the same. You're just a blob. I know. I make fucking amazing omelets. Um, but eggs. I, I, yeah, fried eggs. No, always, especially in English places like Ian will attest. It's very snotty, very runny most of the time. Like greasy oh, yes. spoon calves, yeah. they're, they're horrible. It's just like throw it against the wall, flob. Yeah. Uh, until when I worked at TGI's, we used to go to this cafe across the road, and there was a guy, really good chef with a massive monobrow, uh, who cooked <laughs> really good eggs. <laughs> Oh, when you find somewhere like that, isn't it just fucking delightful? Somewhere that does something that you like well is just oh, especially it's just when it's across the road. So we used to get sausage yeah. bake, sausage bacon, fried egg baguettes. Oh, amazing! Brilliant. Um, so yeah, so uh, a trio, as many different kinds of egg mm-hmm. as you can as you can fit on this. This plate's fucking massive. Um, <laughs> right, so we have got sausage, bacon, yep, egg, yep, yep. beans, Heinz. Okay. okay. Please ensure before serving. Now, I don't want the default in, obviously, but please make sure before you heat them, shake the can amply. Absolutely, yep. Because you don't the first pour. If you just open, if you just, oh. if you are brazen enough to just crack open a tin of beans and pour straight away, your sauce to bean ratio is appalling. Yeah, amateur. absolutely appalling. Yep. Please ensure. If you take one thing from this podcast <laughs> for the last you won't. two yeah. years and however much longer this goes on for after this, just shake the tin of beans, yeah. right? Use the sausage as a breakwater between <laughs> the and beans unless <laughs> they mix. It won't work. Uh, I want that to be my decision. <laughs> uh, black pudding. Has to be black pudding, but... Yep. I don't know how much experience I've had with black pudding to know what is really good black pudding or not. Uh, I would then like some mushrooms uh, chopped up, right, chopped up into quarters, pan roasted, so they're lovely, so they're not slimy and horrible. I'd like a tomato, again, oven roasted, garlic, a little bit of oil, a bit of thyme. Lovely. Let the flavours go in, turn it into mush. Boom. Uh, So we've got sausage, beans, egg, bacon, black pudding. Tomato, mushroom, hash browns, triangular. Yep. The key for any hash brown. I don't want a potato rosti. That's not that's not how it works. It's not a potato pancake. Yeah. Because I don't feel like the wings, you want the ratio of potato filling to crispiness. It's got to be mm. perfect. Um, if I could get the hash browns that McDonald's used to do in circa 2002 to 2007- Oh, okay. That would be the perfect hash brown. Have they changed the hash browns? Uh, awful. I really? Remember, when I was at school, you used to be able to get like three for a pound. 
and they were and they were hot and they were beautiful. And then now you get like one for eighty p, and it's just oh, it's okay. just shit, right? Awful. So I want that specifically with my mindset back then, just in case the taste has changed, so that they mm. do taste exactly how in my brain they are. Okay. Toast. White or brown? Uh, one of each. You don't. Fuck it. <laughs> wow. Not three. <laughs> well, yeah. the third yeah. would be a slice of fried bread. Oh wow! Yeah, good lord, this is huge. I know. <laughs> I want. I want fried white bread. Deep fat fryer, bang. Oscar, if you've never done that, it will change the world. Okay. Again, though, it's a vehicle for beans, egg yolk. Do you not? Or, or yeah, do you just... it gives. It does yeah. give more structure to it because sometimes, even if you like, you know, a well grilled piece of toast, you put the stuff on, and it will start to go floppy. Fried bread, nah, it's not happening, mate. Don't have that problem. Yeah. The only time I've ever liked runny eggs were when I had a really good piece of toast as part of a full English breakfast. I know I remember the exact restaurant too. It was like the <laughs> best English, full English I've ever had. Very, very posh place by uh, on the King's Road by Stanford Bridge called the Ivy. Uh, aware of the Ivy. <laughs> Chuck, I once had um, a English breakfast cooked for me by Jean-Christophe Novelli. So Where? I so at at his house what? because <laughs> I was working for a shopping channel and he was flogging some pans. So we <laughs> went to do a promo shoot at his house and he was like cooking a, a fried breakfast with these pans and we were like filming it. And then afterwards we we got to eat it. So he, he did us like a one pan fry up. So unlike yours, which has gargantuan quantities of everything. <laughs> <laughs> This had much smaller quantities of everything, all in one relatively small Which makes it a bullshit pan. breakfast. And <laughs> just as a caveat here, if you ever go to a place and their breakfast, as standard, is one sausage, one bacon, yes. you, you put the menu down and you walk out. <laughs> their, their breakfast is no good. Fair enough. But anyway, he had all of this very small quantities in one pan and then put, once all of that had come out, he put like a big flat mushroom uh, in the pan, little few drops of water, and then a, mu- a smaller pan lid on top of it. Steamed the mushroom because you sort of said about mushrooms. I'm not a mushroom guy, and I said because we were all going to obviously the second we were done filming, we were all going to gan it this food down as quickly as possible. Uh, and I said, oh, I don't like mushrooms, and he said, no, try that. It won't taste like a mushroom, and it was the most delicious thing <laughs> I've ever had because it just <laughs> had absorbed all the bacon, all the sausage. <laughs> it was just it tasted like a fry up in a bite. And it was the most delicious thing I've ever eaten. I, I always enjoy the sell the sell of you'll really like this. It doesn't taste like what it, <laughs> yeah, it is. What it is. <laughs> that's always just a fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how he had to sell it to me. But it was, uh, it was so good. Yeah, amazing. You, you say I, I've got something which is aptly uh, labelled in a misogynistic way, the man pan, um, <laughs> and it is about a foot and a half wide. <laughs> It still has a standard circular base for any hob, uh, but it is sectioned with a grill section and other parts, circular bits, designed to cook a whole full English breakfast in one go. Amazing. Um, I've never used it because that just seems... <laughs> it's just exactly it gauche, doesn't it? Yeah, it just seems a bit too much and, you know, to clean. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that sounds fantastic. Okay, so I'd like one of those mushrooms as well, please. <laughs> <laughs> John Christophe Novelli John Christophe Novelli from the shopping channel that Ian was on that changed his world 15 years ago and um, I think that's it 
All right, well, if, if that doesn't have enough moving pieces to it, what are you going to have as a side dish to all that? <laughs> oh, you think some of that would be a side dish and I'd put it on a, on It could plate. be, but no. But I'm not. Actually, so right, so we won't, we'll keep the hash browns still. We won't have chips because my side dish is potatoes done a completely different way. Okay. Now, Ian, you mentioned about mash and you really liked like super whipped. In that meal, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So my choice of side is something which is called pom aligo. Oh, okay. Now, pom aligo is effectively a rustic French mash Ooh. with cheese, mm. where the ratios, the standard ratios of potato to cheese are inverted. Okay. okay. So it is effectively melted cheese with some mashed potato in it. <laughs> <laughs> and imagine this is one of those things you so you know oscar how i said to you last week that when you're going to make something don't get too bogged down in the recipe because you'll start to like imagine how it tastes and it won't taste like that sure this, yeah when i made this i it tasted like everything i ever imagined and more because you take the potatoes and you cook them down the normal way true french style you add a load of cream you add a load of butter and you add garlic yes Ayo. Okay. Then when you're cooking it, you start to add the cheese. Now, it's it's meant to be a specific cheese, which is called Tom... Uh, I can't remember the name of the region. Tom Dauvergne or something like that. But you can get the same kind of effect by mixing mozzarella and gruyere. Mm. Right? <laughs> Smash a load of those in. Put it on a low heat and you stir and you stir and you stir. And mm. this thing is going to kill your forearms but you have to persevere, right? And you just it's keep stirring. It's killing my forearms right now. And you st- <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I was going to say, the term preaching to the choir has never been more apt <laughs> than this. Especially at Easter. It's just a biblical time. They should rename these the mop potatoes. There's a bunch of heavy cream in there for Ian. It's all cheese for me. And it's delicious, I guess, for Chuck. Masturbating yeah. for me? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You didn't leave me with a lot to play with. You were um, the one that suggested them, so, you know. This is yeah. true. And so you stir and stir and stir. And every so often you pull the spatula or the spoon up mm. to see mm. how how much of it is sticking together. And you just want that consistency. And you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. And, oh, my. You can put some chopped parsley in there if you want, like a little bit of greenery just to kick through it. Loads of salt, loads of pepper, loads of butter, cheese, potato. And it is absolutely incredible ah oh, and and that on the side of of my fried <laughs> my full english brinner i would like pom aligo uh made by john christophe novelli Fuck why it. not why well, not he's doing this whole thing he's french he must know it i mean this is the thing i've i hoped i'd learn something today and i have I'd never heard of that. I'd never heard of that. You really I thought I was going to go fancy with all of this, but well, I am. I am. I will eat fucking anything. I have I know, no man. standards. This has a French name, so that makes it automatically fancy to me. I wrote this cheese potatoes, but it's actually called like pomelegu. It's beautiful. And I've Googled it, and the first website I've seen that says, once you try this, it might be hard to go back to traditional mashed potatoes. Mightn't it? I've not even tried it, and I'm never having mashed potatoes again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching an Instagram video now of someone pulling it up exactly like you said, and right. I'm never eating mashed potatoes again. 
that Dude, is amazing. It's incredible. I made it. So I've made it once because yeah, it does take a long time. And I made it for Gina. I'd made. I think it was Valentine's Day, um, and I cooked. And I basically did three courses, uh, and what I re- three courses and a side. And I realised that there was a lot of cheese. There, I bought about nine different kinds of cheeses. Of course, because I can't remember what the starter was, but there was a feta and broccoli pastry. <laughs> For Maine, there was this pom aligo on the side. The dessert, I made a cheesecake, and there was something else. Oh, lovely! <laughs> as a starter, but oh my god, yeah. If if you, I mean, everyone's got time now. Just just try it once. It I really fucking will be. I fucking will be. Don't worry about commit that. Commit to the the secret of French cooking, which is there's no such thing as too much butter. Yeah. It really isn't, and <laughs> fat, just fat, 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 fat. Yeah. smash this baby up. Even I think I think the recipe I kind of played off was like on a BBC Good Food or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just fantastic. Oh, Give me I'm five minutes. So I need much. to. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Whew. My forearm really hurts. Anybody have a cigarette? I've never had one before. <laughs> a sudden craving. I think it's mostly a difference in texture as well, because going from, you know, the the sausage and bacon and whatever, you need something that's easy, that's just going to give you deliciousness. So Look, you you don't have to sell this thing yeah. anymore. I'm, I'm surprised you're still talking. Yeah, you really don't have to sell this. We're in, bro. We're all in. I'm glad. I'm glad that we could have something like that that could unify us. And- <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. At a difficult time like this, the world can all get behind some cheese potatoes. <laughs> 100%. It's the simple things in life. Yeah. The simple things. All right. What do you have in a drink? What's your drink? So I I mentioned earlier about my annoyance with um, when you when you try and think of food and, and try and come up with your own menu. And if you go back and listen to like the off-menu podcast, which is fantastic as well. The Ed Gamble and James Acaster are, are amazing and all the different guests they get on. Because if the menu is good... They talk a lot about food and it's it's amazing. If their menu shit, they just get ripped the piss out of by two comedians. So it's <laughs> it's really funny. It's so but, good. But the problem is, so many things that you think, oh, if I was going to do this meal, this is what I'd say for this course. They just get taken, like one by one by one. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was the one thing that was like brilliant. When I do my meal, no one's ever said this before. And literally the last episode that's been released before we released this, or recorded this, sorry, Richard Herring, uh, an English comedian, his pick was, I would like the beer that you have on holiday. And that really annoyed me because <laughs> what I want, and I think it's true that you go to these places all around the world and you have the local beer and you sit and you taste it. And it's incredible because of where you are in a situation, if you're on a beach, and then you come home and you buy that beer, and it doesn't taste the same. It tastes like crap. (laughs) And it really, really annoyed me because I got so close to not having someone on that fucking podcast steal my answer. So specifically, what I would want, and I will paint a word picture for you now, is imagine... Gentlemen, that you are out. Oscar, very easy for you to imagine. Very hot day out in the US, right? You're walking the streets with your girlfriend or wife, as is your two cases. Or your girlfriends one, as well that they don't the know two. about. Yeah, for one sure. One of the two. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll pick and it's on the a, day. It's a really hot day and you're just a bit tired and maybe she's making you go see some shops that you don't want to do or whatever, but you've just been going long and you think, oh, you know what? We need to stop and get a bit of food. But I also just really want a beer. And it's a hot day, you're sweaty, and you spy in out of the corner of your eye a little sign and the glint of a sports bar. Mm. So you walk in and you, you walk through those doors and instantly the air conditioning hits you and it just lifts you, elevates mm. you to another plane of existence. Yeah. All of a sudden, your T-shirt doesn't feel like it's sticking to your pits and ripping your nipples off. You saunter over to the bar. What must that be like? Dazzled. <laughs> Dazzled by a plethora of TV screens showing every sport imaginable, as well as that one show that's on ESPN that I've never understood, which is called Round the Horn or Round the Clock or something. Oh, I love Around the Horn. <laughs> that I've never watched with the sound on, so I have no comprehension of how it works, but I just enjoy it because their faces are so animated. TV sound engineers are grinding their teeth. And I you, promise you. you sit yourself at the bar. And a bartender comes over and flicks a napkin down and goes, you know what, I would like this absolute piss water American beer right here, which is about 3%. Fuck, I fucking knew you were going to do this. I was going to make a joke about it, and I didn't want to. And the bartender turns around and opens a drawer, and as he opens the drawer, a puff of this steam comes out as he opens a freezer and pulls out a tankard, this beautiful frosted glass tankard that has been sat there. And Amazing. as he puts it underneath the tap and the ice cold liquid hits the sides <laughs> and you just get a, a whisper of perspiration on the side of the glass. Con- condensation, not perspiration, sorry. It could be a sweaty <laughs> The bartender's just sweated into it. He's grim. Yeah, exactly. fine. You let it Mil- happen. Milking himself into it. And he pops it down on the table and you bring it to your lips and, oh... Good lord. The refreshment of it tasting like absolute nothing, like the crystal, most beautiful (laughs) bastard thing in the world and just taking away all of your problems. What a delightful picture. I would like that beer as my drink. Now, is this is this specific to the situation you've just painted there where you might be shopping, you might be out... I mean, it just that that seems very very specific. So what I'm saying is, no, I'd like that without the effort. Yeah, because what I'm saying is, are you finishing your fry up and then popping out shopping for a bit? Well, I need to work it off. That's possibly true. Yeah, I'm going to be bunged up otherwise. Um, But I just think in general, I think it's it's mostly my two main takeaways on Mm. this is a nowhere in the world can do sports bars like the US. Correct. That is just my first sideways point, which I didn't really touch on, but they are fantastic places. And usually the best wings, too. (laughs) Side note, yeah. Okay, so I've got three points that I would like to make. (laughs) One, that nowhere does sports bars like the US. Nowhere. Two, chicken wings. Usually an inordinate... An inordinate amount as the smallest quantity you can order. Correct. <laughs> like, it'll be like, oh, I quite fancy some chicken wings. 20 chicken wings. Oh, do they do a smaller? What, 40 chicken wings? Oh, I've got five buckets of chicken wings. Okay, well, I'll get 40. You know, you don't want to get the... Okay, I'll get the larger one. <laughs> you're not get... Well, no, you're not going to get the smallest no, one, are you? No, you don't want to look them up. Um, but third is just in the states of the ice cold glass with the ice cold beer they are just they're just made 
together. Not the the classic English room temperature, warm ale. What <laughs> yeah, have you. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something that you know lagers. That's kind of the cross point. Yeah. But something about that. Oh man, it's just beautiful. I I think a good. 50% of that is the frosted glass situation you mentioned because Oh yes. Yeah. Well, it ain't the beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, possibly no. But like I think the first uh, foreign holiday I went on uh, with my wife was uh, to Zanti and there was a specific okay. bar we found early on. I'm so glad we found it early on uh, because we'd go there and They'd do uh, Mythos, which was the... Mythos. So that was a beer that I was thinking of. You got Mythos in Greece, which I used to have, and you got Keo in Cyprus. Well, yeah, I recently went to Cyprus and had that as well. It was absolutely delightful. But like specifically in this bar in Zanti, we were were young. We were in our early 20s, and they would pull out these frosted glasses and... just tiny bits of ice on top of the beer that had just sort of come up and it was so good and like yeah you can buy mythos in sainsbury's now i don't ever touch the stuff because it won't fucking be like that will be no so and i wonder if it's because the image that you build of it because of the situation taints it for you or ultimately yeah it's just a shit product or whatever (laughs) but doesn't matter I i think it really is it is the frosted glass and and the amounts like a pint there's yeah. a reason that no one no one drinks pint bottles. Yeah, right? yeah. Because the temperature, by the time you you know you've held it in your hand, you would drink half pints of beer more than twice as fast. Yeah, as pints Absolutely, of beer. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because of the amounts. And so in the states, what what would you say is the standard amount? Like if you ordered a draft, is it like twelve or fourteen ounces? No, it's a pint. Almost everywhere is a pint or bigger. Ah, but the pint's different. Sixteen. See, ours is twenty ounces. Oh, really? Okay, a pint here is sixteen. I think in mils, so I know in the UK it's 568 milliliters <laughs> yeah. because it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't yeah, it Yeah, here a US pint is 473.176473 right. milliliters. So smaller, yeah. Okay, so we needed it to five decimal places. Um, <laughs> in case you were wondering. <laughs> in case you're doing multiples, but I think that just even that 100 mil difference yeah. just contributes. And you're not holding the glass. They serve it in tank. Where yeah. do you get tankards? You don't see that here at all, yeah. anywhere. It sounds like you just want to move to the US, my dude. <laughs> just <laughs> saying. Does, like, I mean, there's a lot of things standing in the way, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you know, I think, other than like the guns and the, you know, yeah. and all the other, you know, not drinkable tap water in most. <laughs> yeah, like, besides say. that, yeah. you know, other than that. Yeah, and the fact that I wouldn't be able to get my main dish Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, that's also true, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, by the way, just to double check for our notes, did you say Bud Light or Coors Light or National Ice or is there like a specific brand you What's want? What's Nation- National Ice? I don't know. Oh, you would is. love I'm... it. It's even worse than Bud Light. <laughs> so I'm actually right now genuinely drinking Bud Light. Of course you are. Like, yep. There you go. Uh, because it's clear and I don't really like beer and it's low ABV so I can drink more of it. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind, kind to my figure. Bud Light. Coors Light. I love a Coors Light. Michelobek Ultra. Okay. Wow. Um, that kind of thing. I, I just don't want. I, I want the main taste to be cold. <laughs> yes, I do. I do love a very cold beer. I don't. I won't go for like a Bud Light. Although most people in America do. Like it's by far the number one selling beer. Is it? Mm. Yeah. But like a very, very, very cold beer. And, like, obviously, I'm not going for, like, a cold Guinness, because what the fuck are you doing? Like, That's just too heavy. It's, it's just too, too much. Yeah. But, like, a, like a, like a you know, a lighter. Oh, when everyone loves it, but they only drink it for one day of the year, because they're fucking pricks. 
But there's Ooh, definitely we're all a bit something. Irish. Sorry, sorry. No, there's definitely something to your uh, container size thing because on my twenty first, I don't know if I've told the story before, but I went out and got a Das Boot, a two liter glass <laughs> oh boot of beer. Das Me and my dad and my brother and my mom each drank a Das Boot for my twenty first birthday, and like. By the time you're halfway down the boot, because the thing is like a gallon of beer or something absurd. <laughs> I don't even want to know. It's like so warm and disgusting, and you're just like drinking it because it's there and you paid for it. So, Bud Light, what do you let's let's bring this baby home? What do you got for dessert? Well, let me just interrupt a minute because uh, Oscar will be delighted, delighted to know that Adam P. Uh, knew what we were doing and came in with a dessert Premier League 11. Oh, jeez. Okay. (laughs) So while Chuck's just uh, sitting on his dessert for a little while, not literally. uh, So here we go. Um, Brilliantly, the first player I'm going to choose, because he gave a few goalkeepers, but I'm going to choose one. Oscar won't know it because it's before 2000. (laughs) So uh, his his goalkeeper is Bruce (laughs) Cobbler. That's just for Chuck there. It's delightful. I enjoyed it. John Flanagan. Hasn't had to make any change there. like a flan. Yeah. (laughs) That's lazy. (laughs) Okay, but that's okay. Right, he can softball in a couple of early ones, but hopefully he's going to step it up. We're not going to have another... He's really earning that resident punching bag. (laughs) As long as as we don't have another whale situation. (laughs) You were very upset about the mammal. So angry. So angry. It was a mammal. Okay. Still is a mammal. Okay, okay. Ginger Breed Hangerland. <laughs> He's used Breed Hangerland again. He has, but, you know, it's a versatile name. Gingerbread Hangerland. I'll go, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm in. All right. Fruit Cocktail Ben Haim. Wow, that is... <laughs> Come on. Who even is that? I'm trying to put that together. Tail Ben Haim. Ben Haim. Played for Chelsea for a bit, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fruit cocktail, Ben Hayim. It's just that the, the pun is so tenuous that you can't... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like... <laughs> it's so long. <laughs> That's... Yeah. I mean, this one sorts itself out. Musa Sissoko. Again. Okay. Right, no, all right, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hasn't had to put any effort in there, but sure. Go, yeah, all right. <laughs> Strudelli Alley. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good Oscar, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> okay, Declan Rice pudding. Right. Yes, good. All right, we're back on track. <laughs> okay, so very it. clear, Adam. For future ones, all you need to do for Oscar to like it is just put a word onto any <laughs> just existing add a word. name. <laughs> Nothing more complicated than that. It's my small brain. It can't. It can't make those logical leaps. You know. Uh, Canolito. 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 It works. It works written down really well. Yeah. Okay. I'll take your word on that. I think Oscar's just upset because he really likes cannoli. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Nolito is the footballer, Oscar. Yeah. Nolito. Nolito. Yeah. Yes, that yes, guy. Yes. What? Mm-hmm. What played for Man City? Yeah. No. No one remembers. No. Yes, of course yes, you don't remember because yes. he was awful. Next. <laughs> we didn't put a quality limit on this he did ask <laughs> clearly me. yes actually oscar you might like this he specifically asked me um just so oscar doesn't get annoyed should i just do current players <laughs> yes <laughs> he should i yes. said no right this is something i've noticed as well like whenever i and i've listened back to a few episodes whenever i ask a question or from the listeners oscar always has a qualifier 
always. So I'll ask yeah. like a question like, so I don't know, yeah, like let's do players as cakes. And Oscar will be like, what, Premier League? And it's like, whatever the fucking question I said. Just <laughs> Well, because if we're doing La Liga, you could do like, I don't yeah, know, they're, Ger- they're Gerard players. Cheesecake Just... instead of Gerard Piquet, right? Like Gerard Cheesecake. Yeah. And you're okay, like, but... hang on, hang on. No, don't, don't talk, Ian. <laughs> Nothing against you. You criticise Adam for his puns and you substitute yes. PK for cheesecake. <laughs> they sound the same. Gerard yeah, cheesecake. That's great. <laughs> if if Adam did that, you would be furious. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to... And no, Gerard cheesecake and Shakir rice pudding. There you go. It's not better than Damien rice pudding. That's his actual name. <laughs> and Shakira doesn't play football. <laughs> yeah, and for someone who wants all the caveats in the world, are we talking current Premier League players? Or we... we should be, yes. Obviously. <laughs> or wives of La Liga players who I know because they've done songs. It's just it... anyway. Right. Semi Fredo. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I can neither place the player nor the dessert. The only there. reason I'm laughing at that is because that word features in my dessert, but we'll get to it. We'll get to Fred is the player. Fred. Oh, Fred. Okay. <laughs> Semi-Fred. What's the... Semi-Fredo means like kind of frozen, but not. Okay. There you go. Italian. Gotcha. Tiramisu. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Heavily yes. on board with that. I knew That's we'd fantastic. get him, Adam. I knew we'd get That him. should have just been his 11. That's so good. Yeah, just that. Just just end it there. That's amazing. Tiramisu. Over, over, over again. <laughs> I think yep. his front three is great. Second okay. one. Tony Biscotti. <laughs> Tony Cotti. He was a player. It's great. If you liked Leicester players like Steve Guppy. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Steve Guppy, interestingly, can't believe he didn't feature in Adam's Fish 11. No, yeah. a, a, a poor... Well, Adam's young. I can I can let him go oh, with not knowing oh, yeah. Leicester players from 1997. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. Fair, fair. And uh, to finish it off, it's uh, Mario Balagelli. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that yes. is solid. Fantastic. Well, not really. It's pretty gelatinous, but... Oh, fuck off. <laughs> don't, don't critique me. <laughs> like, that is Adam's... Uh, no, that was fantastic, yeah. To, uh, Tiramisu, definitely. <laughs> and also, take my word for it, Tony Biscotti is great. He's good. <laughs> okay. He's great. He sounds like he'd be a lawyer from Rhode Island. We have, like, a lot of, like, oh, God, like, there's, a there's like, a Polly Pepperoni. <laughs> like, there's some, like, very ridiculous <laughs> fake Tony names. Biscotti. Good God. <laughs> He's definitely a mob boss of some sort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Polly Pepperoni is, like, legit a lawyer whose ads are all over <laughs> Brilliant. Right, I, I apologise. I, I hijacked your dessert. <laughs> Chuck, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so glad that finished strong. Otherwise, yeah, it was such a strong finish. So, Chuck, what are you having? You having a bit of tiramisu? <laughs> uh, so, well, Declan rice pudding. So, my dessert, interestingly, is a semi-fredo tiramisu. So he no. somehow there you go managed to get both <laughs> words in there. And that's also why I really enjoyed it. So With a Tony Biscotti on the side? I mean, I'll go for it. I'll go for a Tony Biscotti and a... Uh, Mario Balagelli? No, I was trying to think of something with affogato, but... God. Anyway, so Ian's mentioned this a few times about not enjoying, for whatever reason, coffee a tiramisu for, for many a year. Mm. And I, I kind of had the same, I think, because I think young people, you don't, you don't like coffee. Yep. 
Yeah. I think it's most of the time it's coffee's very bitter mm-hmm. on its own, unless you're in America where you put like, you know, twenty sugars in everything and you serve it in twenty ounce sizes. One ounce for every sugar, obviously. Of course. Obviously. Why why else? Um that you therefore things that are coffee flavoured instantly disgusted. Uh the packet of revels you buy maybe from the from like the the vending machine at school is you don't you the game you play is that if you get the coffee one you lose. Yep. Because no one likes the coffee one. Bloody love the coffee one now. Ah, there you go. You know. And so What's the what's the bad one now? Orange. Is it orange? Uh, I don't know. I just eat them all yeah, pretty orange. much in one go. Yeah, it's orange. Definitely if you're going to give me like a 30 gram packet yeah. of sweets, yeah, it's like orange. it's gone. Okay, yeah, so it's probably orange. It, sorry, Ian's decided it's orange. <laughs> it's orange, probably. So um, carry on. Yep. One more. Sorry, I'm a little confused. What is it? Sorry. Revel. Revel. As he Googles Revels. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a Russian roulette of sweets, and the one you don't want is uh, it's orange. Although the different flavours are different shapes, so it's yeah, you can tell it's Russian roulette, but it's also yeah. very predictable. Yeah. Okay, I was picturing like Birdie Bots every flavour beans. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like that, but not with similar, but all encased in chocolate. Yeah. So okay. you've got like one that's like a cylindrical. And there's disc. only about four or five flavours. Five. You <laughs> yeah. got you got. Is there a earwax? Minch, is there an earwax flavour? Yeah, no, that's, no, that's, that's the orange. That's vile. That's orange. Um, Orange, coffee, a Malteser, a minstrel. A, a what? And something else. See, these things were... Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was that last one? A minstrel. A minstrel is a coated chocolate... It's a, it's a big M&M. Disc. Yeah. Do you know, like, I, I don't no. know if that word has the same one over there. Yeah, black but and white minstrels, yeah, we yes. Know. We know. Yeah, we yeah. know. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Right. You should cut that for sure. <laughs> well, they're still called it. That's the name. They're called Galaxy Minstrels, even yeah, now. It's fine. Uh, it makes me uncomfortable every time you think Just a musician. Not, it's fine. I'm not blacking up. I'm not blacking up. It's fine. <laughs> He's washed that off since the starter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Uh, what were we saying? Orange Revels are bad. Right, so yeah, Orange Revels are bad. Fine, Ian. I concede Orange Revels are bad. Yeah. Coffee flavoured, lovely now. Mm. So I watching again TV food shows. That's how I come up with this. And this is a dessert I've never actually had. Um, so I'm going out on a limb here. Oof, I, right. I watched, I watched a TV show which was called uh, Amazing Places to Eat or Favorite Places to Eat or something like that. And it was on the Beeb, uh, and it was presented by a guy. Well, not presented really, but there's a guy called Fred Siriex oh, who yeah. is first dates dude. Uh, Oscar try yeah so he was on a TV show called First Dates and to explain him to Oscar I would say he's so kind of like the celebrity chef kind of thing of someone who just okay. works in that industry and gets big he's the same but for front of house yeah so he was like a big maitre, maitre d, d and sommelier and those kind of things so he's kind okay. kind of the same but a front of house kind of role gotcha and he goes round I think there's four four episodes and four different chefs or, or people where he goes to different countries and they they show in those countries their favourite places to eat. And there is one where he goes with the chef. Uh, her first name's Angela. I can't remember her second name. Angela uh, Hartnett. Hartnett. Thank you very much. Yeah, I love her. Uh, she's great. She's really good. Really good uh, chef. Really good yeah. fun. And so they're in Italy and specifically Venice. And in the Piazza San Marco, which is in like the middle of Venice by... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. St. Mark's Cathedral. Um, there is a big bistro kind of cafe, which is called Cafe Florian. Um, and 
ultimately with all the outside seatings, it's a little cafe bistro, but you can fit about four or five hundred people in it. <laughs> and the waiters are in like these pristine white outfits. They carry everything is on silver trays. I've looked afterwards. If you order a coffee there at seven euros, like it's ridiculously expensive. But it's this beautiful operation and everything is is perfect about it. And they had this dessert on there, which was called tiramisu semifredo, which was like this little chocolate dome that came and then cut into it. And it was a not completely solidly frozen, but tiramisu with all the layers. And ah, it just looked amazing. And I wanted to go there. Didn't care how much it costs. Obviously, don't go to Venice now, guys. Um, (laughs) Leave it a while. Probably not open. Um, wait till Ian actually gets there and then, you know, the curse is lifted. Um, <laughs> and it just looked incredible. And I wanted that in that place, this beautiful square with a cathedral and the sun uh, shining and that stuff. That's, that's wow. what I'd like. Picking a course you haven't had. That's I like it, though. I like it because you've painted a picture. Yeah, and plus, if I walk there, I might have burnt off the full English. <laughs> Some of the calories. You're going to yeah. race across the world here. Yeah, absolutely. It, no yeah. planes. I will just get there somehow. Yeah. Wow. All that right. does sound And would really, really like that. I was tempted to go. My nan used to make this amazing lemon drizzle cake with uh, like a lemon white chocolate icing. Lemon. Is that another flavour that you only appreciate as you're older? I mean, you said your nan there. So did you like it as a kid? See, I've, I think this has come up before that like in the battle of chocolate versus sweets, I would go for sweets. So I was always like a more fruit flavoured. Like even okay. drink wise, I would say I hardly drank Coca-Cola or anything like that until I was like 18, 19. Okay. Always go for like lemonade or Fanta or, or like a fruit flavour. So lemon yeah. lemon for me and citrus, like that's always been big on my agenda. Like even just a scoop of sorbet would be, I, I won't get a dessert pretty much most of the time. Start yeah. as dead cert. Yeah. Judging, you know, as you can tell from what I've ordered, I'm... <laughs> as big as a house by the time we get to dessert <laughs> but i would get like a like a sorbet or something num 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 lovely mm, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah no i i would I mean in my head that's not a an adult kind of flavor oh really okay maybe that's just me i used to walk around eating lemons like just eating the lemons like if they were orange slices when i was a kid because of scurvy <laughs> <laughs> i just love 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 lemons because you can't drink the water and you can't yeah, you know, get vitamin C anywhere, so you may as well just... <laughs> Correct, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I used to cut up lemons like oranges and then just... Really? Mon- munch on the lemon slices. Wow. Okay, maybe it's just me then. I always, I've always thought of that sharp citrus taste as maybe something that I've developed a taste for as I've been an adult, but... No, okay. but just so you know, in terms of the spectrum, like, I'm not the Oscar end. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not having lemons in my packed lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we've glossed over the fact that Oscar's weird there because I think we've all just accepted it. But <laughs> correct, yes, I don't think that's normal, but uh, whatever, it's delicious. So, what if I figure stuff out that everyone else isn't brave enough to try? <laughs> Makes my life much better. Yeah, Fair. yeah. The level of self-awareness is beautiful. Uh. Yeah. All right, Ian. Let's uh, let's have that order back so we can wrap this all up. <laughs> Okay, so uh, you have uh, chosen sparkling water as a mm-hmm. as a refresher of the palate, a cleanser, much better than uh, still water. The bubbles are doing the doing the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, papadoms or bread was a strange one. You want nachos? Uh, but... oh, Don't forget right, the lime right. pickle. All right. After all of this, I'll go papadom. 
poppadoms. Okay, Papadom, fine. Half normal poppadoms, half spicy poppadoms with all the fixings. Not naan. Okay, okay. so we've got poppadoms in the end. Okay. Oh, yeah, naan. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. At this point, I don't care. Bring me food. <laughs> all of them. All of them. Uh, Ian, I think you forgot the lime pickle with those nachos. Yeah, so I'm going to have to take over here. Sorry, go Honestly. on. Honestly. Uh, for the starter, we had some chicken wings. Some. Some chicken um, wings. Specifically with a conveyor belt or some sort of circular. Some sort of nil pit drum kit situation oh yes all, I like that. Yes. Yes. all around me i'm so glad that i knew oscar would get that reference and i'm really glad that Ian oh did, yeah is that i would like sources up on high and meat upon low and i think like <laughs> that would be a good way to do his, do Sorry, his memory. Oscar, oscar you weren't watching chuck was doing a sort of a drum scenario where exactly he had meat where the snares and the toms would be <laughs> And he yeah. had sources up with the symbols. It was beautiful. <laughs> there you go. I can't think of a better way to honor Neil Peart's memory than absolutely oh, yeah. a I drumstick forgot. wing uh, sauce. Oh, yeah, that's uh, shit. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> in memory for the main, we had a full English breakfast, three sausages. I'm including a bratwurst in there because he said you could do what you want. <laughs> okay. We had every kind of eggs you could imagine. Yes. We had a mushroom cooked by that one chef that tasted like an entire English <laughs> breakfast. We had, let's see, the tomatoes. We had well the mixed proper, beans. Yep. The the shake your can of tin of beans first <laughs> and then yeah. splooge it out Genuinely, onto the plate. Genuinely, guys, if you don't, do, you know when you open a tin of beans and at the end just scrape in to get that and then you get the metal taste? If you just shake the tin of beans, you don't fucking get that. I'm going to try that later because I never occurred to me to do that. And I'm always like, I always just pour a little extra water back in uh, and then do that. You're not making a soup, mate. Oh, <laughs> well, actually I am usually, but that's a Guatemalan thing. It's like black bean soup. Just It's like tomato soup, but it's just from beans. Anyway, that's the main. Then for the side dish, we had cheese, French cheese potatoes, mostly mozzarella. Oh god, and I forgot that. Can you say it? Can you say it in a in a French accent? Yeah. Can you say it the French way? What was it? Fromage? No. Ali? No. <laughs> Pomaligo. Pomaligo. There it is. Oh, yeah. lovely. Yeah. Le pomaligo. I would like to try it with the Tom Tom Dauvergne. The specific local cheese to the mountainous region from whence it came for uh for a drink we had some ice cold piss water sorry i mean bud light <laughs> yeah specifically the holiday one in a sports bar with frosty maybe glass. maybe if i can just get the starter again on the side <laughs> okay granted Thanks. and for dessert we had a semifredo tiramichu see <laughs> yes. so adam p has to serve it I would, I would very much like Adam P to bring that out with a cloche, a silver cloche, oh. little waiter's uniform. I wondered what that was then, and then, <laughs> oh no, what is this? It's isolation recommendation station. <laughs> Before we go into that, when I mean, I'm assuming a that I don't have to pay for this meal. <laughs> Uh, no <laughs> right but i would still like the ceremony uh followed that you bring over a bill but with just so i can have the little mint chocolates at the end please oh of Thanks. course yeah oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah okay cool. fine just, perfect just as long as that's there Good as point. long as i'm not out of pocket but i still get mint chocolate yeah of Happy course days. adam p will sort that out adam p's picking yeah. it up fantastic <laughs> uh, he's the waiter he's uh he's the bellboy and the waiter yeah Beautiful. The Min- busboy, the busboy. Yeah, he's bringing your mint chew. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Mm. All right, Ian, oh, you can start that, if, if they were a stretch, come on. Scott <laughs> Minto chocolate. Oh. Good, Scott Minto. Yeah. Thank you. That was what I was looking for. I'm, I apologise to everyone. There Oscar, you what are you recommending? Oscar, your section. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I'll go first. Um, we, this week signed up for and started using for the first time the DC streaming service. I don't know if it's available in the UK, but it is available here. Okay. Um, it is for DC Comics specifically. I did not get it so that I can watch Justice League, what a garbage movie, or Batman v Superman, but they have all of the DC animated movies on there. They have the DC animated Batman series and the Superman series and Justice League and Teen Titans from the 90s and 2000s. Every animated thing. And it also comes with fucking like every comic every dc comic book ever and they have a cool mode where you can like read them on your tv screen digitally i was just about to say how they do that but they have a comic reader oh is it also like available on your phone can you i haven't i haven't looked for it on the phone but yeah and we got you get a two-week free trial and then it's like seven bucks a month so it's pretty cheap so we're making our way through the old batman cartoon and we watched actually for a more specific one um batman gotham by gaslight is an animated movie it's a steampunk Batman where he's solving the Jack the Ripper murders, and he catches him and stuff, and there's some plot twists in there, and oh, it's, it's a really cool, like, oh. they're called Elseworlds, so it's like a one-off story right, set, okay. and like, and it, but it was a fucking phenomenal movie adaptation of it. The book is also really good. Great. And the DC streaming service. I meant to say to you, actually, Oscar, uh, Finley's just finished the Superman Birthright uh, thing that oh, you recommended. Oh, nice. And he absolutely loved it. Like, is this the comic that Oscar sent via Australia? Yeah, yes, it, took, it, it took months to get it. Absolutely months to get it. But he absolutely loved it. Yeah, really liked it. Great. I made another Superman fan out in the world. That's all I need. You're raising a little Oscar. 100%. We all know yep. this. All right, Ian, what um, what are you suggesting this week for our isolation recommendation station? I didn't know we were doing one this week, but uh, something I've been uh, binging, which... I'm sure a lot of football fans have because we're getting any sort of sport wherever we can, is the Sunderland Till I Die Netflix uh, series, mm. which has just released uh, season two. And um, it's it's really good. The amount of access is brilliant. And the first season was the season that um, Sunderland got relegated uh, from the Premier League. So they're in the championship and they're assuming they're going to bounce back up. And because at the minute... Peterborough, I support Peterborough, obviously, and Peterborough and Sunderland Do are you? sort of... No, I just... There might be new listeners. That they're, never come up. No, there probably isn't new listeners because there's fuck all listeners at the minute because no one <laughs> listens to a football <laughs> podcast. But um, in case there are new listeners, I'm a Peterborough fan. And yeah, at the minute, we are obviously a rival of Sunderland. So I was like going to watch this with like an absolute glee that I know they get relegated in the first season of this Netflix uh, special to uh, League One. And Spoilers. It's yeah, well, it's not much of a spoiler, is it? But nah, uh, really. when I was watching it, I was like, every time they sort of started losing or whatever, I was like, ha ha, this is hilarious. And then you get sucked in, and the fans are unbelievable, and it's a very well made documentary. And by the sort of, there's eight episodes in the first se- season. By the by, the end of it, I was properly like, oh fucking hell, I feel for like the fans and the staff of the club who were lovely and amazing and it, it felt like a genuine community club like i know oscar, oscar hates the pyramid but <laughs> there are some there are some i aggressively hate the pyramid yep. <laughs> but no there we're are allowed four levels and that seems a bit much if i'm being honest but okay <laughs> 
but there are some clubs that just genuinely benefit the community and the city that is a working class city that in the past has just been screwed by Tory governments and uh, sorry did I just cough that one sorry fucking... Tory governments just oh, in good. case you didn't catch good. it first <laughs> um, fucking hell but like yeah the, the city just revolves around the football club and it was by the end of it, I was like, I was genuinely gutted that they got relegated to League One. It was like, oh, awful. And then the second season comes in, you've got this new owner, a guy who is their sort of executive director, who is like a lovely little David Brent, just delicious. Like, just he, the things he fixates on are just outrageous. And their dealings with Chem, like the, the owner, I think he previously only owned Eastleigh Town. <laughs> like that's how sort of. Have you ever heard of Eastleigh Town? I have not. No, it sounds like one of those teams that should not exist. Way down in the pyramid. Right. <laughs> yep. No and, disrespect uh, to any Eastleigh Town fans that we have listening. <laughs> I don't think we've got any of them. But uh, yeah, his uh, naivety in sort of football agent negotiations and stuff is brilliant. And yeah, it's it's really good. A nice little sort of behind the scenes football fix. I'm not the uh, first one to watch it. There's been a lot of football podcasts saying that you should watch that one. <laughs> It's really, really good. I tell you what, though, like I've tempted to watch it, but something that I'd forgotten about through all of this, and I wish it could just come sooner now, is that they are making a Tottenham series on Amazon this year. Oh, for this season of all fucking seasons. Like, I want it so They're going to follow Jose in the park, just... Uh, with yeah, you <laughs> think they got that? Like, did they follow Fucking hell. When he just, goes down, like, and, I mean, Jose will come out in a good light because he went, like, helping out the food banks and stuff. But <laughs> I just wanted, there's just so much that's happened this crazy. year. So oh, good. So good. I hope that still happens. Yeah. All right, Chuck, what do you, uh, what, let's close out the week. What do you recommend in here? So, I, I've already mentioned the guy. There is a TV show, which is, so I'm sticking with BBC again. No, it's not BBC. It's Channel 4, I think. But English TV again after last week, is there is a TV show which is called Gordon, Gino and Fred. Uh, and it is, it's on at the minute in a series, but there was like a three-part series before a Christmas special. And it is Fred Sirix, who I mentioned earlier, Gordon Ramsay, um, and a guy called Gino DeCampo. Gino DeCampo. is, uh, for Oscar's benefit, um, and anyone else who doesn't watch English A colleague of TV, mine. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, we'll get to that because I'm hoping you can give me some stories later. But uh, he is uh, a celebrity chef who, who but has come to fame through daytime TV shows and stuff. And so it's a, a Frenchman, uh, Italian, and a Scotsman when it suits him um, chef going round. And uh, they go to Italy on the first one, France, then England. They do a Christmas special in like Morocco. Oh, wow. And at the minute the series is in, uh, in the US and Mexico. And it's just the three of them going around, having fun, trying food, and also just getting up to mental stuff. But they are such three such amazing characters. Yeah, good, big characters, all three of them. <laughs> and it's just, especially at the moment, it's just one of the most uplifting and hilarious shows that you can watch. So I definitely, definitely would go for trying to unearth that. Uh, somehow and, and have a watch because it's just it's just delightful. There's a really good balance of three blokes just that are that you can tell are friends, but just yeah. having like little arguments and bickering. 
them doing stupid shit or going fishing and, and being ridiculous and then also still the food element of going to these amazing places cooking and that kind of thing and it's if you haven't watched it give it give it a go it's just the tonic at the moment all right very good and i think that'll wrap it up for this week so chuck do you want to take us out take where where we go oh no oh well because i for for the same meal again are we are... no you you always do the outro you always do the outro oh yeah that uh sorry time yeah. is present, uh, present us with the bill present you with the amount that i'm charging for this beautiful mess thank you very much for listening to um what is quite frankly my favorite episode so far <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, not gonna lie it was all about me so fantastic thank you ian and oscar for wonderful stuff as ever and uh managing to keep me knowing what day of the week it is at least for one day in the week <laughs> yeah so thank you very much for listening everyone stay safe out there and goodbye miles offside is a nate whittam and mark howells production